There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Girl, I just, I felt a connection with Grimace. I don't know why. I, like, I just, I would look longingly at Aww. the uh, playground at McDonald's. Yeah, they had the balls. You dive deep in the balls. Everything. I wanted balls. to catch influenza. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This, This is, is Life in Spanglish. Spanglish. And we're back. <laughs> This is the part where I don't understand. Are we just supposed to start talking about it? It is super awkward starting the podcast, but... yeah. We're like so chatty behind the scenes. And I then know, and then it's like when he says go. And by the way, when we say he, that's Andrew. That's our boss. He's exactly. like our executive producer. He runs our whole life. And he does like the whole like, and you're on. And then we're like deers in headlights. I know. No. So, okay, fine. Let's do it. I'm Honey German. And I'm Carolina. And this is Life in Spanglish. Welcome. So we were talking about this the other day, honey. By the way, I just have to say, I did kind of feel puffed up. We just had the big state of the stations address here. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, and. And we got kind of a little shout out from the boss lady. From the big boss and lady. And I'm like, I really, I was in the, I was way in the back, you know, because that's where they seat people like me. I saw and, you in uh, VIP. <laughs> she was, honey's front row. I need to hear good. I was in the way back. By the way, you had like the front row for Baby Shark. That was the best. <laughs> um, but no, our when our boss, Thea, the, the reason why I think this is such an amazing uh, accomplishment for us, just personally, you know, is because we were kind of ahead of the whole collaboration thing. Like, We've been wanting to work together for so long. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they recognize that and just that we both have such an incredible amount of respect for Thea, our boss. Yeah. You know? It's like she is mentor, idol, leader, coach. She's a 
everything. Yeah. So for her to just be like, oh, and honey and Caroline, I was like, what? What? Oh, excuse me. Hold on. Let me flip my hair. Okay. For real. Yeah. I was like, can we flash the life in Spanglish graphic? I know. Up I was on waiting for. I was waiting for it, but then it was like, then the moment went, and I was like, that's okay. I got my name. I got my name. She was like, where's honey? Where's Caroline? Yes. I was like, I'm right here. Yeah. Right in the front. <laughs> and I was like hiding underneath Cubby's armpit because I was just like, oh my gosh. But it was super cute. She was talking about how she wants, you know, people within the company to collaborate with yeah. each other. And, you know, even outside of our company, a lot of people are afraid. Even women are really afraid to collaborate with each other. They yeah. feel like it's going to take away. And I feel like a lot of women in the industry do move solo just because they feel like, okay, if I work with her, you know, mm -hmm. that's might cut my check in half. Which is so not the truth it really isn't it, yeah there's so much room for so many women but you know in in our industry and in a lot of different industry you know women are afraid you know to join forces it's so funny because the other day I reached out to you actually because I didn't have a contact for Angie yeah uh you were you work with Angie Martinez who I just uh, I idolize her like she is just brilliant another and, goat yeah she's one of the greatest of all time and like the producer that was asking me about somebody else that could possibly do something that I you know I I couldn't do it and I suggested and I didn't know if it ever happened or anything but she was just like oh my gosh she was like I have to tell you in all my years of producing women don't do that they don't they don't and I was just like well why if I know somebody that's great that I think would be a good fit for you like why wouldn't I suggest her you know what I mean it like doesn't. It's I know I know some people that won't even take like women um intern because they feel like okay what if this intern learns everything from me and then ends up replacing me not me I don't care I teach yeah. every intern everything I know you're and very I, good about that I try because it's like sometimes I'll tell you this Caroline I feel like God put me where he put me so that I can open doors because trying to get into radio the door was closed and it was closed with like seven locks right and you know here in New York it, it wasn't easy for me to get a radio job you know thankfully I got my job at iHeartRadio and I got it off of an interview like I didn't know any Anyone, nobody did me a favor I didn't sleep with anybody yeah. like I just interviewed and and you know promised them like I'm gonna do amazing please just give me this job but um bringing it back to females helping other females yeah and, and you know supporting our tribe and before I'm anything I'm a female I say that all the time right and then after that I'm a Latina I'm a New Yorker etc but yeah it's really rare for women to put on other women because yeah. what if they never call you and they stay with Angie forever that could have been a thought in your then mind that's not my then the, then it wasn't meant to be for me that's how I feel then it wasn't meant to be you know we'll get into this because I think our question in the salon is gonna like bring us to this Avenue again yeah. in a minute because I did peak but I um, I wanted to ask you about this whole diet thing. Like you were asking me about kids being on the same diet as their parents. There was some kind of story or something that had ha that happened. Yeah, like I went out to eat with a couple that has, you know, a seven-year-old daughter, and they were just like, "Oh, and she's gonna have the salmon." I'm like, well, "How would a seven-year-old have a salmon?" And they're like, "Well, our." Our child is a pescatarian just like us. And I'm like, oh, so she's never had meat ever in her whole life? And they were like, no. And I'm like, is is that? And then I wanted to know, like, Carolina, is that really like a thing? Do people decide, like, my kid is going to be a vegetarian, a pescatarian, my kid's going to be vegan? Like, right. are they not allowed choices anymore? You know, uh... I know a lot of families like this, actually. And I think it's so funny that you bring it up because um, I actually have a sister-in-law who is vegan. And I'm not quite sure whether or not her kids are fully vegan because I haven't been around them as much. It's a new marriage. You know, my, my, my brother just got married. But, like, um, I have seen people who kind of, um, they don't limit their kids, but they impart on them the same things that they're doing. So, you know, I don't think it's any different from teaching your kids to be Catholic if you're Catholic. 
Catholic, then your kids are going to be Catholic. If you're Jewish, then your kids are going to be Jewish. You know what I mean? So that's where I think the whole diet thing goes. But if I could tell, I would pay you in gold if my kids would ever eat a piece of salmon. So whoever these people are, if they could come over to my house and teach my <laughs> children how to eat a healthy meal. Because like, if you, if you look at any child, like ever since we were younger, you look at McDonald's, they say it's the most recognized logo in the world. I loved me some McDonald's. Well, you I know was what? Chunky. <laughs> Were you a double up? I really? Was. I used to have like the Big Mac meal like four years old. Stop it. I swear to you, Carolina. Oh my gosh. Like what I like whenever I think of my childhood, I remember wanting McDonald's. They didn't let you have McDonald's? Girl, I just I felt a connection with Grimace. I don't know why. Okay, first. <laughs> like I just I would look longingly at Aww. the uh playground at McDonald's. Yeah, they had the balls. You dive deep in the everything. Balls. I wanted balls. to catch influenza, norovirus. I didn't care. I wanted to go to McDonald's so bad. And but why play couldn't in the you play go? place? I was the youngest of six kids. So for us, my mom would cook dinner every single night. It was the most efficient thing for her to do. Carolina, they took food stamps at McDonald's. That's the reason why I used to go to McDonald's. Stop it. They did? 100%. McDonald's really? in, in Washington Heights took food stamps. Okay. Well, it was different in Ohio. Not that we were ever on food stamps, but what I'm saying is like my mom would take a chicken. Mm-hmm. That chicken would be made into six different meals. Of course. Okay. Like she stretched that chicken out. And so it's like when I was growing up, I didn't have a choice. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying your pescatarian friends, it's almost the same thing. But I wish that I could like influence my kids enough to go on my same diet. Because I eat tons of vegetables. I eat, you know, very lean meats. Yeah, I rarely eat meat. But like my kids, they have a mind of their own and it bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> it's like, don't be so opinionated, it, you know? But it's weird because it's like they didn't give the kid a chance to like even try anything at all. Yeah. Like, okay, you just eat fish. Well, there are some people, actually, there are some advocates who say that that isn't, and this is not me, I'm just saying things that I've read online or, you know, um, just articles that say that it's not healthy for parents to influence their children with their dietary restrictions because kids are growing and you never know what a child needs. And that's another thing. I know people are like, oh, kids don't need protein. Like, they don't need meat. They don't need eggs. They don't need this. I'm like, is this really a thing? Like, can kids just grow up being vegan and not need, you know, certain nutrients that come from certain foods right you know i'm not I, we that, need a doctor i was today. gonna say we need a doctor i would love to ask a doctor about this but i will tell you about my son asher my son asher is three and a half he is literally skin and bones my mom will say el viento lo lleva like she would <laughs> like the wind will carry this child away he's that that mm. thin but he's so active yeah and he eats like an animal and i finally had to start giving him protein shakes because i said to my mom like he's 20 something pounds i have a friend who has almost like a, a one-year-old that's bigger than he you is. can still carry him oh on my hip that baby just climbs right up there i mean he <laughs> is he's a little baby but i have had to put my own thoughts away because i said you know i don't know if i want to give my kid protein shakes and things like that so i researched and i am using an organic uh protein supplement but like these are all things that like you don't think about you think like kids just want to eat chicken nuggets and french fries and grilled cheese but when you become a parent you really start to think about like what is the best course for them for example my husband bless his heart he never was forced to eat a vegetable when he was younger the guy will not eat a vegetable the only thing he will eat which i don't think they count is corn and maybe, maybe he'll eat a pea. Maybe. Wow. Yes. He does not eat vegetables at all. He just doesn't like the way they taste or he just feels like he was, it's not well, my thing. I, you have to acquire the taste. I guess so. Yeah. And so that's why Veggies they say. Veggies are good though. 
Yeah, I love vegetables. So now look at me. I'm cooking for myself, which I try to be very healthy. Then I have to cook for my husband. Then I have to cook for my kids. That's not happening. So I say it is what it is. Listen, when I was growing up, my mom would cook like bacalao with yuca, and it was just sitting there on the stove. And it's like either you're going to eat this codfish and yuca at seven years old or you're not eating. Or you're waking up hungry. So I feel bad for you right now. I said, no, I said to my kids the other night, I made carne molida with with potatoes and carrots and, you know, I mean, just... a wonderful dish with mm-hmm. rice and I you know, corn on the side. And I don't want it. And I said, then you know what, Noah? You will have a very big breakfast tomorrow because that is dinner. Good dinner is dinner. Your stomach's going to be touching your back all night long. Good See night. See you in the morning. Exactly. I hope that your stomach doesn't growl you awake, boy. You know? <laughs> so parents have to understand that, like, this is so tough. It's so tough. It is. It is. I've been seeing kids with green juices. You know, we we our office is over here at Tribeca, and these little kids is crazy. And the strollers? And they drink Starbucks, too. And they drink $10 green juices. I'm like, I don't know how you can afford that, honey, because I'm actually pushing back Rich on my stuff. Seriously. But, yeah, there are kids, and I wish that my kids would acquire that taste. And then it's crazy because sometimes the same way the parents are influencing, sometimes you influence, like, your significant other. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. You can't do it. Does your husband ever go on any diets with you? No. No. We went to this beautiful dinner, right? Like, okay, so um, I've told you guys before that my husband is in finance and he has his own practice. And we went to this like real shishi, like, you know, nice dinner. And so we're there and it's different courses. So all of a sudden they, they bring out the first course and it's like this beautiful pear salad with like goat cheese and all of this stuff. And I look over at my husband. I was like, you ain't going to your course. <laughs> You're not fucking with that. And right? he's like, yeah, exactly. And he looks over at me and he's like, whatever comes next. Next, you give it to me. So this is the strategy. Whatever has vegetables, I have to eat it. Whatever is meat, I don't eat duck. I don't eat like gamey. Neither do I. Like I and, barely eat chicken. Yeah, yeah. So um, they had like a foie gras, and I said, "There's no way I'm eating that." So my husband had a double helping of that. So it's like we hook each other up. I'm like, "Give me your vegetables, and I'll give you all my meat." You got. <laughs> that sounds so. It really does. Like perverted, really nasty. but yes, yeah. I'll give you all my meat. There's no way he'll follow my same diet. Not at all. Me and my now, me and my husband, we've done diets together before. One time we like bought like this insanity workout thing. There is no way that Nooney is doing the diet with you. He is lying and to we, your no, face. No, we did it, and here's what happened. We did it for a month, <laughs> yes. and I swear to you, Carolina, he lost like thirty pounds in one month. Because that's what happens to guys. And then everybody kept asking me, "Is he okay? Is Pero he que sick? Le pasó a what is he going through?" And ever Está since then, flaco. for real. Ever mm-hmm. since then, he's never done anything with me. He's like, nah, remember that time I almost died doing insanity? I'm not fucking with you no more. Because it was like a workout DVD, and then it came with like a I diet. I remember that, yeah. And we followed it. Shout out to um, Sean T. I-, I used to have such a crush on him, and then really? he got married to another man. I was like, my heart. Oh, no. My fucking heart. It's torn in pieces. It really was. And he's never done another diet with me. He does his own thing, you know? I'm, do you guys work out together at all? Oh, no, you, but you, you said that you're not really like into the gym um, at all. Like, no, right? I have my spurts. Like, right. I'll go like six months to the gym, yeah. and then I'll go six months no gym Mm -hmm. so it really depends on like how i'm eating if i'm eating really bad i'm like i feel disgusting i'll go down to the gym work out for like an hour but if i'm really being mindful of everything i eat Mm -hmm. then i feel healthy and i feel like i don't yeah but you carry it so well like your body trying yeah your body type you carry it so well like me i feel like if i fluctuate five pounds you can tell you can oh i even wear the wide band like uh leggings and when my mondongo is hanging over it i know that that's the point where i'm like girl this is a point of no return 
burn. Hold on, I got I, I got a roll hanging over. Voy a marar mi pico. There's no more food coming in. But like I've asked my husband, I've said to him, babe, come to yoga with me. My husband has like a lot of uh, he had, he had a sh- shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. He has a wrist like complication. He's all fucked up. But like I said to him the one time, I go, come with me to yoga. There's a lot of guys that go to this class. It's super challenging. Yeah. But I feel like you'll get a release from me. He said, no, no way. My husband would never. He goes, I, and I said, but just just come with me. It's something that we could do together. He's like, nope. Do you want to learn how to golf? And I was like, well, I'll drive your ass around, but I'm He's not like, that's golfing. your thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, men are very different. Like my husband, he, if he could work out with cinder blocks, he probably could. He's really like macho, macho. Yeah. Like he works out in like a dingy, dusty gym. If a gym is too foofy, foofy, he's like, he doesn't even want to use it. He feels what like it's not it? manly enough. Oh my gosh, that is so funny because my husband went and signed up. This is the funniest thing. So he signed up for this like uh, gym on Long Island that is legitimately like the guys that go there, their bodies look like the rock. Like you could climb them like a jungle gym. Like these are big men. And then there's my husband who is very fit. He's super tall. Like he just has that long lean body. Mm-hmm. But does not look anything like that. I go, why are you going to the gym where the bodybuilders are? He's like, he goes, he goes, I follow my own plan. I'm like, oh, okay, well, do you, boo. It's okay? gritty. It's gritty and they like it. They don't like that, like, super polished, like. Boutique my, gyms? No. Never. He's never. not metro at all. Like, he, you won't see him at one of those, like, big name gyms because mm-hmm. he wants to keep it, like, grimy. Good for him. He's so hood. There you go. You see, I knew it was something that was had you over there open off your man. Yeah. Now, sometimes people people tend to be annoying, though, with, like, diet habits. Like, sometimes I've changed a lot my eating. And, like, the other day, one of my friends, I served myself something. And she was like, why did you serve yourself all that? You're not going to eat it. No. I'm no. like, I'm like, why would you say that? She's like, oh, because you don't eat a lot anymore. And I'm like, why are you like you don't minding the? I did cut back my portions, but don't don't. So I guess check now me. people are like super judgmental. And another friend the other day was like, yeah, you know, she's taking that home because she's not gonna eat all that. And I'm and like, that's okay. I'm like, what do you care? Yeah. Now I I divide my meal. So if I go out to eat, I'll I'll take half home and eat the other half later. It's one of the smartest tips that you can do when you go out to dinner. And they give you so much. food. Food. I went to like Cheesecake Factory. I'm like, three of us can eat from this plate right here. Why I swear are you taking you. words out of my mouth? It's like true. every single plate, it's a platter. That's the reason why Americans were facing this like obesity epidemic. Because if you go anywhere abroad, you go to Europe, you go anywhere, they give you these portions of like, you know, pasta or whatever it is. And it's like a reasonable portion. Here, it's like a mountain of spaghetti. It is. You know? It really, really is. I've told most of my friends in the past, like, four or five months, I'm like, can we share an entree? And most of them are okay. And we share the entree, and we still have food left over. I'm like, let's let's share one appetizer. Let's share one entree. Let's share one dessert. Because I was finding that I was going home, and I was just so like feeling like I wanted to throw up. I wouldn't eat the rest of the day. I would be in and out of sleep. I was just lethargic off yeah. of like eat, consuming so much food. And every time we would leave, everybody would have a doggy bag. So I'm like, guys, let's get it together. Right. We don't eat all this food. Let's Let, do this the right way. And also like how many people really go home, like heat up their leftovers? That's the thing. For me, it's about waste. Like I don't want to waste food because the next day, like for some people, they think it's better the next day. I don't. I think it tastes great. Like when it comes out, there are certain yeah. things like, 
maybe Chinese you think is better the next day. Whatever. Sancocho is always good the next day. Well, uh, no, actually, yeah, you do have a point. That is better. <laughs> like when it sits for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it has yeah, to like no, get it like, has, like it has to get a little thick. Like, little yeah, jello type you. of situation yes. no, happens. That, yeah, you got me on that. But, but yeah. like restaurant food, <laughs> once you try to heat restaurant food up in a microwave, I'm not turning on the oven to reheat no leftovers. It's not the same. The only thing that annoys me, and I'll be honest with you about people's habits, one thing that I always say is that I'm a student and I love to learn. So let's say that you I thought you are, were going to say to get discounts. I'm no. like, girl, I do that too. <laughs> no, no. No, the thing that annoys me is that like just because you believe something, it doesn't mean that I have to follow that same like methodology or, or I don't even know if that's the right word, but whatever. I just had two mimosas. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't believe that like because you believe this, we're sitting at a table together and you can't break bread with me because I'm eating a piece of chicken and you don't eat a- any animal products. I respect you and I'm not going to push my chicken on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, that sounds so weird. <laughs> but like I just think it's like there. there's a, there, I have a friend. OK, and I'm just I'm not going to say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is vegan. And this is not against vegans at all. In fact, she encouraged me to go like meatless one day. And I've been doing it. And I no, I'm serious. I've I've appreciated lentils. I now know how to make lentil soup. I eat it with brown rice. I had vegetables. So she's taught me so many things. But what I can't stand, and I've told her this, I said, girl, stop sending me the stuff. I said, I'm really sensitive. It, it it stays in my mind. She'll send me these videos and things, or like, you know, this is what's happening when you have your Saturday bacon. And I'm like, bitch, I have bacon once a week. Like, why are you trying to crush my bacon? Let like, me Live, let yes. me live. And what she I sends live? you, like the pigs being slaughtered? Yeah, she just, and and that's the thing. I don't want to be insensitive to anyone who feels because what you feel is so important. And I believe that you have a right to that. But I also have a right to make my own choices. 100%. You, you know what I eat mean? Animals, eat animals. And that's the thing. It's like, that's what annoys me. It's like, don't call me out for using real butter. I'm like, <laughs> Bruh, it's just butter. I said to her, no, she came to my house and I had to have Earth Balance or something. No, she wrote it down. I forget which one it was. But anyway, it's like one that has its only, has no animal byproducts. And I said, okay, I respect you. She came in from California. I was like, I'll so get So you went food shopping for her? I went food shopping for her because if you're going to come to my house, you're my guest. I'm going to make you feel the most at home. You are uh, amazing. I no. expect nothing but like a Dominican spread if I ever sleep over. <laughs> well, I'm talking come, mango, salami frito, you, queso frito, I, cebolla, everything. Claro que si no, yo te cuido. But uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like you're coming to my home yeah. and then you're going through my refrigerator Oh, don't do that. And you're like looking at my stuff and she's just like, do you even know what this... And I'm like, yeah, girl, I know what it is. I bought it at BJ's. It's like... Yogurt. It's Icelandic yogurt. Like, yes. I'm not there yet, honey. I'm not there yet. Right. So, you know, that's the only thing that I will say. I do respect people who are passionate in their beliefs, Mm -hmm. but I don't like people pushing things on me. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Have you ever been uh, in a position where people are just like, do you cook for your husband every night? Is I cook for my husband every night. I got hit with that recently. Well, do I, you cook for your husband every night? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. But here's my thing. I don't cook for my husband every night because I also work full time and I cover half the bills in my house. Okay, I don't want... I, th- this whole thing, I just need to stop this right now because I feel like you're justifying already I do why because you don't I feel cook like, for your well, husband. 
here's the thing with Latinas and like Latina families like you're expected to like cater to your husband Dominicans, Dominicans are like that so it's just like I'm Dominican my husband is Puerto Rican and I only cook maybe like twice a week okay. and I feel like I get judged whether it be my family or whether it be my like my fellow Latina friends you do. they're like I cook for my husband every night I'm like I don't have time last night I didn't get home till 8.30 at night plus we make the same amount of money so why can't he cook for me he, I'm not his maid I'm his wife. Right. But do, have you ever gotten that? Like, do you cook every night for your man or does somebody else cook? I hate to break the news to you, but it's going to get so much worse. And if you guys decide to have a family, it gets 10 times worse when you bring a child into the mix. So you mean I got to cook? You, no. No. You oh. do what's best for your family. Now, what I will say about myself is that I, I think we spoke about this last mm-hmm. week or the week before is that I do come up with a meal plan. Why? Because I have seen what happens when you don't incorporate vegetables and healthy cooking into your child's life. And this is not a knock on my mother-in-law. She did the best that she could, and she raised my husband the way that she did. But my husband will not touch a vegetable, as I've mentioned. That's crazy. I don't want my kids to grow up that way. My husband doesn't eat vegetables either. I think sometimes like a man thing. I don't know. Well, the only thing that I've seen in research is that it says, like, you have to keep putting it on their plate. It doesn't even matter. Even if they don't eat it, like, they just, you just still have to, like, present it. We get chicken and broccoli, the chinos, he won't even eat the broccoli. Okay, that broccoli is covered in cornstarch and sugar, baby. That's that the best st- you're going to get. <laughs> okay? So, Noonie, wake up, honey. Eat the um, trees. But, yeah, it gets so much worse as you become a mother, and especially if you're a working mother, because, like, there are a lot of stay-at-home moms that are super judgmental. And to be fair, there are a lot of stay-at-home moms that don't even cook for their kids, and people are like, well, what are you doing that you can't cook for your kids? So I think that we're in just like a super judgy society. We really are. And I just say, fuck it. Do what's best for your family. If I was a stay-at-home mom, I'll kill you a whole chivo. I will make you a goat right, if but, you want. <laughs> I will spit and everything All of that. You want the head on the side for decoration? Oh my God. I will keep it. But I gotta go to work. Wait, no, it's so funny because now I'm thinking about about my friend that's probably gonna listen to this she's, she's gonna be like why are you bringing me up on your podcast like she'll so, be all right she'll no, be all right we didn't mention her name no i know i'll keep her nameless but that's the thing it's like no matter what you do it's not gonna be enough for anyone so just do you that's the whole thing you know like yeah. i had to come up with like this whole plan for my kids because like think about it i'm removed from the home in the morning mm-hmm. so i don't know what my kids eat for, for breakfast. breakfast yeah so i had to tell my nanny like you know what we need um and i I do. I write out a, me- a breakfast menu for Monday through Friday. I-, I have Saturday and Sunday covered, but like I'll tell her like I want them to have oatmeal on this day. I want them to, and it's not because I'm super controlling. It's because I want them to have balance. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want them to try new things. The other day I gave them uh, salchicha. They hated it. They didn't like it. Hated it. I said the ones in the little can with the little lid. No, those are Vienna fingers. Those Is are that? The- no, oh, that's different. that's what I call salchicha. No, salchicha. The, the the chicken sausage, the little sausage. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said to her, I said. La próxima vez lo va, ponga miel. Put the put the sh- the, uh, the syrup the syrup on it so that they can like it. Kids or like try anything it. with syrup, right? Exactly. So that's the thing. It's like you just have to find ways to kind of beat the system. But just because you're not cooking for Noonie doesn't mean that you're not a good wife. I feel I I do order. Um, you order the shit out of some Uber Eats. Eat clean, bro. <laughs> no, I'll order him like ten meals from Eat Clean, bro. Big shout out to them. They they've helped me for the past three years. You know keep my husband i guess with me eat clean bro where you at i'm right here i am waving
I am waving. And I would deliver, love some they clean, bro. They deliver the meals, and then yeah. he just has to warm them up. And yeah. They be having like ropa vieja, but that's lo- shrimp mo- mojito, whatever the hell they call it. But that's still looking out for your husband. I, I don't am, care if I'm they trying. have turkey meatloaf. That's still you looking out for your husband. Okay, you I, don't, know? I don't feel that bad. Yeah, don't feel bad at all. I cooked on Monday, though. What did you do? I made like arroz con pollo with beans, mm-hmm. aguacate, platano. Like I was like, okay. Do you get those big avocados? No. Do you, you- get those big giant ones? You can only find them in like my, I don't know, at least me. I can't find them on Long Island. You know, I don't like them anymore. It's weird because I grew up on the big aguacates. Yeah. Like that's what my father would buy. But then the little Haas thingies, I feel like they have a different taste. Really? Are they creamier? They they are creamier. I feel like the other ones are firm. They're so good. But Maybe they, because I can't have them all the time. They kind of taste watery. It's weird. Listeners, you guys have to agree with me. There is different tastes of different aguacates. Oh, of course. Yes. And it depends on the region where they come from. I mean, don't get me started on the mangoes because like that. That is like a whole other conversation. You can have like the yellow, tiny, the like the little baby mangoes, yeah. and then you have like the big with the green, like that are super ripe, and then you put like lemon or lime on them. Yeah, they put Tabasco. like lemon and, ha- and hot sauce. Oh, it's so good. Mexican people love anything with lemon and hot sauce. Oh, I'm down. I'm so down. Mm. I used to eat a lot of mangoes when I used to go to Dominican Republic. And I would stain every single item of clothing my mother sent from New York with me on the trip. I would come back. Everything would be ruined. Eating the canepas, that's the um, limoncillos, eating the mangoes, eating guayaba, tamarindo. Oh, Any fruit that was on a tree, I would eat, but it's weird because they stain stains. it. Yep. That's All my it. clothes would be stained forever. My Say ta ta. Like, that's what you leave for your cousins. You're like, okay, I'll hook you up with this Nike t shirt. I, I got you. I leave everything. It, a- I still do that. You know what's crazy? I went to um to Cuba and they really are struggling. And I the girls that were at the Airbnb that I went to I left them everything. I'm talking oh. like new clothes. Yeah. I left them all my toiletries, any lotion, only my expensive makeup. I was like, bitch, no. And you're like, no, 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 honey, that comes back with me. <laughs> not okay. my NARS lip glosses. <laughs> That's not staying in Cuba. But it's crazy. I, I, I'm, I've never been one to be attached to like, um, to things like clothing and yeah. stuff like that. It's just like, oh, you can have it. I give you like something. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll wash it. I'll, I'll bring it to you. And when I used to go to Dominican Republic, I would leave everything behind. Yeah, not me. I'll roll it up and put it right back in my suitcase. Really? Yeah, just because. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I no, paid for I'm this just... shit. No, no, not at all. No, I, I think I'm generous, but it's just like I haven't been in a situation like that in a long time. I haven't been back to Nicaragua. We were talking about mm-hmm. that, my husband and I. And uh, there's just like a huge political unrest there, which um, I have been dying. Do you know how many emails and DMs I'm trying to slide into Bianca Jagger's DMs. Okay, this is my life right now. Bianca Jagger, I don't think people know that she's Nicaraguan. Oh, I didn't she know that. She was married to Mick Jagger. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Daughter is Jade Jagger. She's yeah. now a, uh, she does beautiful jewelry. and uh, But she is a huge, huge activist for the situation that's going on in Nicaragua right now. And um, my husband, one of our first trips that we took, I said to him, we were just dating at the time. And I said to my mom, I said, if he comes and he gets it, if he gets what it is to come back home, like back to Nicaragua, I said, then um, then this is the dude. And we went back, and I, no lie, my tío César came to the airport to pick us up in his pickup truck, and it was straight out of Fool's Rush Inn. <laughs> in a pickup truck, I was in the front, 
he had bungee cord. He had bungee cords on our luggage in the back. Mark is in the back of the pickup truck. Never like, in the back guy of the, with the suitcases. With the suitcases, He's and a then real we one. had to stop at the shop to get his dog. He had a boxer, and he was like, "We have to get the dog some dog food." Mark went out with him and got the big bag of dog food. I was like, "He's a real one. This is a keeper." So, um, but anyway, long story short, I haven't been back yet. But whenever I do go, no, of course you leave everything because you see the despair and the desperation of a lot of people. People, you know, and it's like, this means nothing to me. And the struggle. Yeah. 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 And it's like, even if they turn around and they sell it for whatever it is, that $5 could potentially feed their family for the next like three weeks. I, you did. Know? I did my deed. That's my thing. I did, I did my deed. Of course, I have things that I'm gonna be like, no, not my Celine sunglasses. You can't get this shit. <laughs> not my Old Navy t-shirts. I can get them all. See, I know that's so funny because it's like, you know, I pick and choose. you go to H&M and you're like, all right, you can, you, I'll hook you up with that. But like then the other things that are the like Gucci slides. Bad. Hell nah. <laughs> Y'all not getting these, Johns. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay, so let's step into the salon because we have a lot of people that are writing. And by the way, we appreciate all of the emails. Seriously, you guys are so amazing. The feedback has been awesome. And we totally appreciate your feedback. But um, why don't you read Allison's email? What's wrong with me today? Are you drunk? No. <laughs> are you sipping? Did you have Henny without me? You know I'm all about that Henny life. Listen, I don't drink Henny during the week, I swear to you. You know I'm, I only drink on the weekends. We'll talk about that. Okay, okay. Okay. So Allison <laughs> says, my dream has always been to be on the radio. Can you can you ladies give me a glimpse of what your everyday looks like? Is it cutthroat, anxiety kind of written job? I like to always ask those who do the job. Mm-hmm. I love the podcast. Oh. So I, and, and Allison wants to work here or in another radio station. Oh. Do we keep it all the way real with her or do we be, you know why? Because I would never want people to think that we're speaking ill of the industry that gives us such like goodness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to ever seem ungrateful because I am actually one of the most grateful people. But this is a really, really tough time to enter this industry, period. It is but there's little um, secret loopholes right now, oh, which, give it which, to me. which which have been created with digital. Oh, okay. So this is your so angle. It, so it's like, yeah. So that's my angle. With yeah. with regular on air, I can see exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about, and you can elaborate on that yeah. a little bit more. It's 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 tough. It's not easy to get just plain on air off the rip. Well, I'll tell you, like there are a lot of college students that we see that come here through their internships, and I ask them. I like to sit with them. I just like to pick their brains because, like now, I'm decades apart from people. You know, I'm 40, so we're getting interns that are coming in that are 20 years old. So mm-hmm. I want to hear from their perspective. Like, what's your like? What do you want to do? Well, I want to be on air. I want to have my own show. And I'm like, oh wow, this is great. But oh, you know, the jobs are limited. The reality of it is, is that um, you know, there are a lot of people who want to be on air, and there are only so many jobs. You and, know, and and it's sad because it's but there's only a certain amount of hours to the day. So there's only a certain amount of shows to the day. And, you know, it's not like you have 100 radio stations in one city. It's like we have two hip-hop stations, two Spanish stations. Mm -hmm. And then these are jobs that are so coveted and people want them so bad that it's just like for one of them to open up, it could be 20 years. Well, I always say to people, too, like you're trying to break into New York. New York is number one. Well, that's If you are passionate about this, go to Biloxi, Mississippi. Go to, no, I'm serious. Like, go to Ohio, where I was born and raised. If you are truly 
passionate about this, go somewhere where you can learn everything from the ground up. When, because you're not just going to slip into my chair. Not, and I'm not saying that. No, I'm just. I'm, I'm, it's not going to happen. Realistically. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. It takes finesse. There's a great book uh, by Malcolm Gladwell, and it talks about how you have to put in your 10,000 hours. Uh, I believe it's called The Outliers. And uh, I'll correct that in a minute once I can look it up. But um, I read it a long time ago. And it's very true. When you want to be a master of anything that you want to do in life, you got to put in your 10,000 hours. It doesn't mean that every uh, one of those hours is going to be successful or you're going to be great at it, but it's going to teach you something and it's going to teach you what direction you're going to head in. So for example, I went to Arizona State, majored in broadcasting. I was convinced I was going to be a Spanish language broadcaster. I was going to be on Univision or, you know, doing Gordo y la Flaca and I was going to be the new Flaca. And I was like, (laughs) well, you know what? Here's breaking news. I earned one of the coveted internships at Univision because at that time they were only taking like 10 people. And um, and I was super grateful for that. I went down to Miami. I got this internship and I realized that I was so off. Number one, I didn't know anything about the celebrities that they were talking about. I'm thinking they're going to be talking about Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, whatever, uh-uh. you know, whoever it is. It's no. a whole nother world they're, when it comes to the Latin community and, and their celebrities. They're talking about that Kate Del Castillo or whoever's in the novella of the time, you mm-hmm. know, William Levy and all of these people who are coming up that I had zero exposure to other than seeing my mother or my abuelita watch their novellas. And it's crazy because that's not something that you can fake. You know, no. it, it, you have to. I've had people tell me like, oh, do you, why didn't you apply for this job? I'm like, that's not my genre. I want to feel comfortable. I want to know what happened with my celebrities 12 years ago. I want to remember their scandals. And have that kind of like that th- that bank to pull from and say, well, wait a minute. No, I remember when so-and-so did this. So, And the other reality of it was that my Spanish was just not strong enough. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I only spoke Spanish in the house. And mm-hmm. so that's where I took it upon myself to, um, I double minored in theater and Spanish. But regardless, I still struggle with Spanish every single day of my life because if you don't use it you don't you lose it you know and in my house I have a husband who speaks English I mean my nanny speaks Spanish but like it's not something that I'm using all the time Mm -hmm. so I just think that people need to be realistic about their expectations if you're really passionate about it you have to be willing to do the jobs that nobody else wants to do you have to be willing to put in the hours that no you have to be the person that's there and you see people come and go I can I can attest to that you know I I took a super entry level level um, job at iHeart, you know, handling the social media for power and doing kind of like the website work. So my angle was more like, let me go in there as a, like a social media and digital person. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to, you know, climb my way to the top. So one thing I can tell people, it's like, don't shoot for like coming in off the rip and being a radio personality, especially if you're in New York, New Jersey, tri-state area. This is like the mecca of radio. Everybody who's on the radio here has probably been on the radio everywhere in the world. Look at Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams did radio in the Bahamas in in her early days. You got to do what you can. And she lived there for like a year plus or something like that. So it's like if you're here, if you're in New York, be willing to take either the lowest paying job or relocate mm-hmm. and yeah. do and do radio elsewhere. And, you know, if you're amazing, if you're great, if the people love you, you will eventually come to New York and, and excel and be a part of the radio community. And one thing that I prided myself on is that I've always been open to other young women who come up to me and ask me for career advice. Mm-hmm. And there's this one girl, she's so talented. And, um, you know, she asked me offside, she was just like, hey, can you meet with me? And can we talk about, you know, my career? And so I said, okay, you know, I'll meet with you. 
And um, we go to a restaurant and we're talking and she's like, you know, I really just want this job, X job. And I said, okay. I said, well, you know what? My advice to you is go somewhere else. Well, no, I can't do that because my family's here. And I'm like, girl, you have no idea how many holidays I've missed, how many milestones I haven't been able to attend, how many things personally that I have been like, wow, I wish I could have been there. But it's a part of the gig, it is. you know, and if you're not willing to make that sacrifice, then you're going to be stuck in a rut. You're really going to be stuck and you can't get out of the hole, you know. So I would just say the benefits are so incredible. I love what I do. I love waking up, even if it is at an ungodly hour, because this is all I've ever wanted to do. But I will say, like, it's not cut out for everybody. It really isn't. It really isn't. And just remember this. To start from the bottom and make your way into the building any which way. Oh, and if I can give you any other advice, too, it's like don't be a superstar gazer. Like oh, if God. the celebrities come in, you're not here to take pictures pictures even though it's like social media is every the best thing that you can do as an intern or as a new hire is be in the background fall back listen i i was i was like in the cut for like two years mm -hmm. honestly speaking and I'm, i've been around every single hip-hop celebrity that is walking this earth working at power yeah and you can look at my social media and i probably have like zero pictures with any celebrities like i just wanted to be taken serious i wanted people to like look at my work ethic mm -hmm. i wanted to grow within the company i want to be a boss i don't want likes on instagram even though it looks super cool right. and i maybe i should be posting more pictures i feel like i want my peers and my coworkers to see me as, as something different not just like as a groupie or like yeah. somebody who's thirsty for likes or like thirsty to take a picture with a celebrity you know if i interview them yeah but well, not, that's what I was not like, say, if like somebody else is interviewing them like i'm not running to ktu if you have shakira here talk about oh hi can i take a picture with shakira too I'm not oh, doing it. Oh, I did do that. No though. disrespect to people that did do, I do it. I did. Too short was at power, and I did. I had to, too short. Too short is a whole legend. Though. That's my. That, I ain't even gonna judge Todd. you. That's now. That's my homeboy. Like you have to understand. <laughs> like I. That's uh, too short. He's a legend. So, you know, I, forgive I mean, you. no, but there are some people and, and something that you guys might not know is that like when you do an interview, like the label wants you to take a picture with their artist and, you know, mm -hmm. like that's good promotion for both of them. So that's normal. You know, that's like a normal thing. But um, one of the best pieces of advice from one of my mentors when I first started in radio um, and I had an internship, there was a guy that was in hip hop at the time that was like coming through and he was trying to talk to me. And my the guy who was mentoring me, Eric, he's, he saw me and he goes, hey, he's like, Bambi, come here. Because they used to call me Bambi because I was like clueless. <laughs> and he was like, Bambi, come here. And he was like, you don't want to do that. And I was like, what? Because he saw that this guy um, was trying to get my number. And I was like, oh, you know what? I was smitten. A celebrity? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And I was like, you know, all, all shy and embarrassed. And he was like really trying to talk to me, you know? Yeah, you're young. And he and I was so young. And so Eric just said to me, he was like, look, he was like, this could go two ways. He's like, people could take you seriously or they could look at you and think, like, this girl is only here to, like, meet somebody. Trying to hook up. And try to hook up. He was like, so you decide what you want your future to be. And ever since then, I have never... I, I like I really pride myself on that like there's just it just hasn't happened it was one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given that's an amazing piece of advice because I feel like a lot of females sometimes feel like they don't have a choice you know and they have to hook up and, and they have to um, you know whether it be with executives or people from labels mm -hmm. or artists they feel like okay I gotta do it because right. they want it and you don't have to do it no <laughs> you, you don't have to really do it. don't and, and you, you get more respect and, 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 you, and your career will be much longer if you refrain from dating 
coworkers, mm-hmm. label people, DJs, artists. artists. I've never dated anybody in the industry in life, and I would never want to. So I feel like it's like once you deal with somebody and it's over, I feel like they work on getting you out, if that makes any sense. Or they might not give you the interview, or they might not want to come through to where you're working because it makes them uncomfortable. But I will say that this particular person, I have seen him on red carpets, and he's like, you never let me get it. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm a mother. Please. Respect me. That's right. (laughs) Well, guys, we love getting your feedback. Please follow us on social media. It's L.I. Spanglish on all social media platforms. And if you want to um, email us, you can hit us, lifeinspanglishpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll try to get to your questions. Big shout out to everybody who rocks with us. They love this podcast. Oh, we love you guys. We have so many exciting things coming up, so um, we just hope that you tell your friends. Wait, what is it? Tell your mom. Tell your... Tell everybody. You better tell everybody out here. Give us five stars, too. We need that rating. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.